0: All right, welcome to the Luke King podcast with a special guest. And so there's been a lot of debate over how to pronounce your name. So is it Wasty? Is it Wasty? Like, let's just get that straight for the record before we dive in here.
1: Well, uh, to me, it really doesn't matter. You could say whatever you'd like, but uh, I would prefer I pronounce
0: it like Wasty, kind of like a nasty with a W. Oh wasty. Well there you have it, guys. Set the record clear. Wasty. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for having for uh, joining us. Gotta say you are probably my favorite GM who is also a graphics person who also smokes up regularly, who's also on the <laughs> LA Panthers. Um, I think that's pretty specific. That's, yeah. Uh, it's, uh,
1: that's a small window of uh of a title, but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, you're number one in it, though. You're number one.
1: <laughs> okay, I was
2: Here's number, number two, two then? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Both of... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we thought we'd we'd love to talk to you about um, being a GM. That perspective is always cool. People love hearing about that. We have some questions about that. Questions about Frederick Wasteland and the player that he had, um, and your new guy. And because it's you, we have to spend some time talking about graphics. Um, and talking about branding and the image and all that stuff that you are the guru of. Um, so yeah, I don't know if Luke, do you want to start it off the questions? Or do you want me to start it off?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. I'll start it off. Uh, cool. Let me just get to the note that we have. Um, so who's your last immediate player that like you spent a long time on? Cause I know you recreated it as a goalie for like two seasons, right?
1: Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I recreated as a goalie with Grimm, and uh, that was, the plan was to have just a backup ch- goalie, um, mainly just in case that Marm you know, decided to go inactive or uh, wanted to try a new position. So I just I did that, and looking at how well Marm was doing, um, I talked to Botas, and I was like, listen, this goalie sucks. <laughs> and uh, I need to go back to player. And uh, so he was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And it was pretty pretty just a, a two seasons of really bullshitting and doing nothing. I just – it was pretty much worthless. But uh, uh, before that, I had Felix Herzog, who uh, – <clears throat> he was my first attempt to be, like, a good player, um, kind of built in like, a, a Zach Parisi type of – Player where he would get like the garbage goals and uh be a a two-way player but uh i ended up changing him back to defense uh it seems like i could play build solid defensemen but my forwards always suck so um (laughs) that's why i just got to try it this time and really push through and hopefully max will be better in the shl than
2: juniors yeah juniors uh (laughs) max kind of sucked (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. his build is not good for juniors. I mean, no. sixty and checking is nobody nobody ever has that really, and unless you care about the hits, which I mean, in hits he actually did well, but offensively he sucked.
2: Yeah, for me <laughs> being an enforcer for two days, it sucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: for two cent.
1: Uh, now you know what Danny uh, Foster feels like.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, from uh, that, like. Oh, uh, like did you achieve what you what you sought out to do for that player
1: uh for Herzog no uh winning a cup is my first thing that I you know seek out every time it doesn't really matter if my player is good uh as long as he helps my team win um with Max it seems like we're winning even if he doesn't play good so i'm just along for the ride but With Felix, um, I think he just was mediocre, in my opinion. Um, As a forward, he was mediocre. As a defenseman, he was much better. But he was towards the end of his years, and I don't want to deal with regression too much. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, eh, I'll just recreate and restart. I just like making new players, so sometimes it just looks like I just give up on a player and sometimes it's just because I just like making a new player. Um, so that's why I usually have a short lifespan with most of my players, like up to eight to 10 seasons.
0: It's good thing you're a GM then. Like if you weren't, that'd be annoying as hell for guys drafting you, but you get the free oh, draft. I, w- so. I would be
1: a terrible player if I was not a GM. So if I was a G- if I wasn't a GM, I think I would stick with my player a lot longer especially if I'm working with my team, especially if I'm not a GM, I'd work with the GM to, you know, find out what is the best I should do with my player. And I wouldn't retire on a uh, GM. I used to do that when I was younger, my first couple players, I retired, but, um, and then I became a GM. So I felt like I wasn't hurting myself as much.
0: Right. Actually, let me just make sure I got them all here. So there's Nicholas Wasteland who went from, Seasons 8 to 13. Is that right? Or-
1: yeah. He, uh, he is that started, the first? Yeah. He is, well, he wasn't my first player. And what's actually interesting about him is he is the only player um, – like, he's one of few players to only play in the three SHL-sanctioned leagues. Um, a long time ago, there was an, a European league that we tried to do within the <laughs> league. And okay. that's where he was created. Um, and then they were they canceled the European League. And they were like, if you want to bring your player over, you retire your SHL player and you can bring over your EEL player. That was the name of the league. And um, Wasteland was so much better than my SHL player. And I had much more fun being that character um Hmm. that i brought him over so he's one of the only few players to play in all three leagues that the shl has had um but actually my first player was a goaltender uh i i created the night of the sh uh smjhl which was at the time the nwjhl um i created the night of the draft like during the draft okay and uh Joker who was Robert Spezza, he messaged me. I made a forward, it was like a sniper. And he was like, Oh, we need goalies. If you make a goalie, I'll draft you right now. And I was like, All right, I'll switch over. And I switched over to a goalie. He didn't draft me. Wow. And, <laughs> and then um, I played a season at, with the Seattle Stingrays. My goalie was uh, Rob Hantu- Hantuchova. Is a Slovakian goalie and uh, is like I said, go- goalie sucks, and I got the first taste of it. And so I recreated before the season the SHL draft because I was just like, you know what, goalie sucks. I want to change and be a player that I actually wanted to do. So I recreated it as an Icelandic sniper. His name was uh, Simon Osplinen. And uh, I actually made, like, a highlight video. I really went into him with him. Yeah. And then, uh, then they said, you know, the EEL player uh, can come over. And Osplin was on Manhattan. And I was like, eh, I'll go with the defenseman. So uh, I retired him. He was a very short player as well. And Osplin, Nicholas was the first, like, good player I had Uh has the league record and just kept going with him. And then I built on that story with him and now he's my GM. <laughs> yes. That's a long, uh,
2: long history.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of life has happened in my life since I've been on the SHL.
0: Yeah. This is like how many years in real life are we talking that you've been here?
1: Um, seven.
0: That's wild. So, seven Mrs. And- was Mrs. Wasti uh, in the picture seven years ago? Uh,
1: when I started in the SHL, no, she was not, um, and I didn't have two kids at the time, and I still, I now do, and wow. yeah, a lot of life has happened in between, and I've never gone inactive. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Oh, and then, so what? What's the short on on the guy in between? We talked about Felix, talked about Nick. Freddie, Uh, he had a short stint, seven season with the Panthers, sort of in and out. What was sort of his deal?
1: Um, I Actually, he was a pretty good player. He was a solid two-way defenseman with uh, physical play and a lot like that. And then um, at the time, the Panthers, we had a really good, young defensive group coming up. And we had a lot of good prospects, and it developed – young defenseman and i was at the point where i was like you know we didn't have the forward depth that i would have liked Mm -hmm. and so i was like you know i don't want to take away all this time playing uh on defense since defense to me is a lot less spots you can play so i wanted you know if you're in the top four of defense it's great but if you're in top six it's it's tough and so I didn't want to make all these young, good p- defensemen play top six de- play, uh, spots when I'm taking up the t- number one spot. So right. I was like, you know what? I'm going to recreate as a forward, try forward again. And my ghost season with Freddie was the best season I've ever had in my career. Uh, you know, won Stevens, which is a trophy, in my opinion, is the hardest one you can win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then won the uh, con as well and that was a go season so Mm. it was a real slap in the face when I retired and he was actually good
0: (laughs) I mean he got pretty close to that season in 36 like he had 42 points in 39 he had 41 in 36 he was a plus 21 in 36 had almost as many like I mean he was he was pretty solid just three years before that
1: yeah like he had a like a pretty roller coaster season, but like he had good stats. Um, and then I just like I said, with as being a GM, sometimes it's just like I want to do what's best for the team. And our strength was more in the defense. And you know, in hindsight, in the end, a a couple of those defensive prospects withered out and didn't do as well. And we actually had more problems on defense than I, well, uh, than I would have forecasted, but um, you know, I should have kept him. That would have probably, that's probably one of my biggest mistakes as far as having a player is not holding on to him long enough. He was actually pretty good.
2: Yeah. So it seems like um, that you're a lot of your players are based on what the team needs. I think that you're like one of the only people who really does that or did it.
1: Yeah. I think especially with, I don't want to be too um, stifling to the people on my team. So I'd rather do what's best for the team um, than individual. Um, As I said, if I was not a GM, I think I would be a lot more selfish as far as my player goes. Um, Even then, even before though, I I was a one person team with Nicholas in Minnesota. So I just, uh, I wasn't, Selfish as far as I was always a team player, but as far as a GM, it's more of what my team needs
0: than uh, what I need. Yes. Um, so, with it might be a nice transition then to GMing. So, just to, to start the conversation on that, so how did you like what's the story of you getting involved with taking over LA? Like, was there an opening? Did you come in from a different team? Were you already on LA? Uh, were you a co GM before? Like, how did you get into this position with LA? And, and how long is it now that you've been? as the GM?
1: Uh, well, it's actually really interesting because when I was with Nicholas and Minnesota, um, a lot of teams like approached me and they were like, you want to be a co-GM? Do you want to have like a higher position in league? And I was like, no, I just want to be a player um, at first. And then uh, Boone, who was the GM for Minnesota, he stepped down. And then JP took over and then Boone took over again. Um, and Boone was like, I want you to be the GM of Minnesota. And what happened was right then at that time is I got, I got suspended for 25, se- 25 games um, for copying a couple logos and putting in them as my graphic PT, which at the time, graphic PTs were only $1 million dollars Per image no matter what it was uh. so um i got two million dollars it was two logos that i put on that weren't mine and i got suspended for cheating i got <laughs> i had to pay back the t- two million dollars which was at the time it was a, like a lot of money and 25 games which was ridiculous mm-hmm. um and so i had that 25 game season where i play a little less and then i play one full season and I retired because of the fact that that, ha- that suspension season really kind of threw me off. And uh, at the time, all players were pretty much max, 99s and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, you know, I can't go any more higher with this uh, player as far as build goes. I was putting TP into face-offs, and I was like, I'm a fucking defenseman. What's the point? And so I was like, I'm going to recreate, I recreated as the Slovak, uh, Southerner Potocini. And, uh, so at that time, right before I re- retired, I, Boone asked me if I wanted to be the GM of Minnesota. And I said, no, cause I was going to retire and that uh, I would like to go through the draft. And so he was like, okay, well that's fine. Um, so I retired, I rec- recreated his Potocini. He was actually a really, a pretty good player when the G, uh, rookie of the year in the juniors, and it was pretty good, pretty good player. And I was predicted to go number one. <clears throat> and uh, I believe it was Maxi at the time. He was the, he had the number one pick with the platoon. And he was like, do you want to be on the platoon? And I told him, no. Um, okay. I, said, I, I said i don't want to go on number uh go number i would rather not go number one than be on the platoon at the time the platoon had a really bad reputation it was going through a really like shit time and I, as a chief, I just didn't like the platoon and mm-hmm. so I was like, nope I'm not gonna go there and maxi ended up trading number one to ace who was with uh, the Wolf Pack. An ace messaged me and he goes, "I want to take you number one with the Wolf Pack. Uh, how do you feel about that?" And I told him I didn't want to go number one. I would rather go number two to Los Angeles because I live in LA. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was pretty cool that I would live in LA, play for LA. And so and at the time LA was going through some real shit. Like McZ real fucked them up. They were, like, really bad. Um, the logo was awful. They were just kind of a laughingstock. They had, like, nothing going for them, really. And so um, I was like, I'd rather go to L.A. number two, so don't draft me number one. Um, Ace, I think, was kind of mad about that,
0: but I, I think obviously he's gotten over it. But um, I would hope up... so.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope so.
0: He has a little shrine definitely... dedicated to you in his room, just talking about how much he hates you. I've made him
1: enough I've made him enough sigs that he should be okay with it. And uh so I told him I was like no, I'm not going to go to New-, New England number 1, I'll go to number 2 Los Angeles. And they even had number 3. So if I didn't go number 2, I was going to go number 3 back to Lo- uh New England and I would have been gone number 3 and fucked over going number 1. So I took that chance. Um they took I think it was fever number 1 um and then i went to the panthers and ta- um fuck what is it uh uh Taryn, who is now bust his player's bust yeah oh, okay never can make a player that's good anymore and uh he was the gm he drafted me he stepped down uh belevra who luke adami oh he- yeah he took over as GM in, I think, S-13. And that's right after I got drafted uh, in S-13. S-14, I was down in St. Louis. And then uh, S-15, I, Valevera asked me if I wanted to be GM, and I was like, sure. Um, and so I took over GM in S-15, and have not stopped being GM. Um, Wow. So S44, 29 seasons. Wow. Um, And I'm only, well, uh, uh, S30, uh, 30 seasons is the record with uh, Leafs. And so I'm going to go over that for sure. That's my goal. (laughs) That was my goal around uh, 25 seasons. I was like, "Ah, I need to push it. So, Yeah. yeah. And then when you were a new GM,
2: how did you go? Like, how was LAP different and how did you make changes to it?
1: LAP, um, we had, it was not a, like, we pretty much weren't that good when I came in and uh, I took over and I made a deal that already was like agreed upon by the Um, I ended up trading number one pick overall, which I didn't know it was number one pick yet, uh, for a guy named Brandon Donini, who is a pretty good up-and-coming power forward. And that was my first trade I ever made, number one pick. I traded it away for a big power forward, and he ended up being a really good player for us. Uh, We ended up winning the Cup two years later uh, in S 17 and I felt like I was like, oh, shit, I'm actually good at this um, and have yet to win a cup since. But uh, it, I think with me taking over LAP was a big thing because at the time, if you look back at like the team's GM profiles, it was like new GM every year, you know, is like McZ got fired. He got thrown off of being GM. Um because of collusion and then that it was like a a state of like influx like karen took over then volevra and then he was stepping down so a lot of people were like lap is kind of a mess it's like there's the logo was ugly it was like this glob of black mess with some purple and yellow in it and i kind of just the laughing stock at the time and so i took over and my first thing was to change the logo uh and so i changed the logo i got some stability in there and then i stayed as the gm and we've never looked back as far as that goes and uh you know it's just trying to keep consistency i think that was the biggest thing is uh trying to build the team from not being a laughing stock and even though if we were going to lose a season or we were going to lose three seasons a row people didn't think that we were a, you know, a shit team or a basement dweller. Like we always had a chance to be a good team. It's just,
0: you know, Simon T. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Simon T. Yeah,
0: you can only try to like, you just got to be one of the top teams and just hope if you stay one of the top teams long enough, it'll go your way. Exactly. over this long career, you've had a lot of chance to look back at deals in hindsight. Looking back on your time, like, over these last 29 seasons, what would you say is your best move, like, the move you hang your hat on and the biggest mistake you've made as a GM? Oh, um,
1: I've had some solid, pretty good moves. I think one of the big moves was uh, grabbing a player like Yuri Boyka uh, the, the first time he was around. He was really good in juniors, but he was stuck in – New England who had just so many good players at the time that he wasn't playing he he should have been in the pro leagues and so um I traded Donini actually Brandon Donini in the mm-hmm. end of that story I traded him to New England in a trade for Yuri Boyka and uh I think like Solch has always been a quiet person but he's always been like Steady. he's always been and he, somehow he knows how to build a good player and so uh bringing him in as an unknown was pretty good I was pretty happy about that um mm-hmm. getting uh root two in a trade as root two was a hand in like JT at the time who was the Minnesota GM he we had worked on a trade and then he was like we're looking for a little bit more value from Minnesota. And he goes, I don't have anything else really, except for I have this guy root Ru- this root And he was like, he's a fan. He doesn't really speak English. And I don't think he's going to be much around much longer, but if you can try to keep him around, he might be a good fourth liner. And I was like, okay, cool. Throw him in. And he's, I mean, we all know Rutu now, and yeah. his player has been amazing for as for in LA. And uh, he's always been a good player. And like he's always told me, if it wasn't for him getting traded to LAP, he probably wouldn't even be stuck around. Um, yeah. And so it's just like something like that really makes me happy. Even though I could never seal the deal and get him a cup, even though I, I feel like he deserved one, there's so many people that have come through and I I'm like, they deserve a cup and I just can't get one. But um, I think he has been one of the biggest acquisitions I could ever have gotten hmm. um, through trade. Now in draft, I've had a lot of people that come through that I've happily selected out of like not knowing who they were before uh, you know, as first gens and I've had some really good luck. Uh, with those like as far as like Botas and uh, Sophia and mm-hmm. Matthew Austin was a great pick by Botas at the time he was running the draft and he picked up Austin, who Matthew Austin, who's uh, amazing player for us. So um, as far as drafts, we've had some pretty dismal drafts as well. Obviously, Mary is uh, <clears throat> quick probably the biggest bust we've ever had
0: I, I don't know that one what's the story there uh
1: he, this dude was ridiculous in juniors his junior year he was like you he, he when people always uh looked at you guys and were like uh you know you guys are freaking ridiculous in juniors <laughs> yeah. and you're like oh you're just gonna burn out it's because of marius quick is why you um <laughs> And then another guy, uh, yeah. Connell McLeod, same thing. I both drafted them early in the first round pick. Uh, Quick was the first overall pick. I mean, this guy was supposed to be the next uh, Garbanzo. Yeah. And this guy, after I think it was a one season as a rookie, he was like, ah, I'm dead. And he apparently died because he's not around i even tried to find like i emailed him like i found his email on some other website and i was trying to track him down wow. that's
0: hilarious yeah, yeah i'm well, looking at his uh, career stats right now his career high is four goals in the yeah. season that's hilarious yeah,
2: so yeah i guess pick, yeah i yeah. guess that's why everyone's like oh king or luke's gonna get burned out real quick
1: Exactly. And that and it's no fault to you guys. You guys show you know, amazing emotions and and production and do everything you should do to be what you guys have achieved, but because of other people like that, it's always ruined other people after that. So because of quick is because why you guys got those labels of well, I don't know, they might burn out.
2: Yeah. I mean it's good to prove them wrong.
1: Yeah. Exactly. That's always a good uh, story to have. So,
2: yeah, and then I guess for you, GM, you made it to the second round and almost got to the finals, which is uh, pretty great. I had Seattle winning, so
1: sorry about that, Steve, and <laughs> <okay>. my uh, <laughs> predictions. It's okay, uh, you know. It happens. It's 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 a crapshoot, really. I mean, in, in the end, if you think about it. it Today's loss to Winnipeg, if you simmed it 10 times, you're probably going to get five out of five times, you know, a loss. Mm. It's, I mean, you can do as many test sims and you'll have a different outcome every time. So it's like, how do you, you know, it's like when it comes down to two teams and like that in a game seven, it can go either way. So, it sucks to yeah. lose especially today in a game 7 and but I'm glad that we got past Seattle. That was a good uh series and then the Jets are always a good team. So, it's hard to beat them anytime. So,
2: yeah, how did you feel like your season was this season?
1: Um, well, I always expect our team to be one of the top teams just cuz I feel like that's how The talent is um but i always feel reserved as far as with simon t goes so um i never i never try to get too hyped for a season because i know that there's that much error in the sim so i try to give myself a little bit of leeway to not get too excited about a season no matter how good we're doing um and no matter how good the series is if we're up three nothing I'm still like you know what we got one more win and sometimes it's we never get that win so it's like I know I've been around too uh, long enough to not get too excited about a season um but I'm also not you know Debbie Downer as far as well versus it never it's never going to be good or anything like that so um, it's really tough to just come into a season every year and just be like, well, we're, you know, we're going to give us our best or, you know, or this is a rebuilding year. I feel like every year you should always want to come in and hope for the best and get a cup. Um, whatever comes from that is out of your hands. I mean, I could make one change in the lines and we could win a game in that sim this morning. Or I could have not changed anything and we lost like we did. So
2: You just have realistic expectations of from the Sims point of view, because oh, it's yeah, not like yeah. regular hockey, which, you know, if a team's really good, most likely oh. they're gonna win is more of Simon T.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like you can't write in from going up three two on the Jets. The next game, there's no momentum from that. So even though we're one win away from getting to the finals, it doesn't matter what the, the sim was from the morning or the night before because yeah, there's, there's no momentum. no
2: Yeah, there's no hot streaks or cold streaks and that kind of stuff.
1: Whereas in real life, you know, if that guy's feeling hot and you know that guy's got a goal in his stick and you're going to play him more he, and he gets a goal, you feel good about that. But you can't do that in you know Simon T. You can't be like, oh, give the first line three more percent because even though you put that into the lines, it might come out in the sim that they got five percent less time yeah. and that player got less ice time than you wanted and you have no control over that so i try to waver and keep my expectations weighted to where if it's good i'm happy if we lose it's tough but i mean i can't really do too much about it
0: so then, like with the team moving forward, you guys. Well, first of all, I've, I've said this before. I, I loved your guys' draft. Um, like with the picks you had, Philip Winter was one of the guys. I, I said this, you know, in the, in the pre-podcast. I think there was like eight guys who were all first overall caliber picks. One of them was Philip Winter. Um, I think the biggest steal to date, well, so far, has to be Gavidas Kozlowskis. He's earned the he's the eighth highest TP right now um and then obviously you're a guy they're all wingers they're all earning tp pretty fast what's going to happen in la you got three guys right now all playing the wing all offensive guys knocking at the door trying to get into the roster how do these guys fit in long term
1: uh as far as things go we i mean i'm really looking at uh as far as just having as much depth as possible Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I went with Max, my player, to be more of a power forward to where he could play a third-line role, um, be like that physical winger that can score on the third line but also still put a lot of pressure on those players. Um, And so that's why I kind of let him not be a superstar um, in that aspect. And then we have Lightning Jones who – is already in the league so he's going to be like that number one player that's a little older but has more a little bit more skill um with Philip Winter I mean Red is a person that I've known I mean he was I think he joined a couple weeks before I did um so and we were on the same team in Minnesota for a bunch of years and we just seemed to become friends really early in our career. And I've known him for so long. I'm friends with him on Facebook. We talk a lot, even though he's from Germany. I mean, we've always had a good uh, relationship. So having him in LAP and then being able to draft him again was a huge get, especially since I know that there's a lot of like, look at, Oh, you just draft a recreate. It's a lot easier to expect that, but you never know. But knowing red, he's just, a, a number one type pick like you said and so I'm really happy about him and uh and because of him I mean him looking out for the future of our team uh we drafted Kozlowskas because I was looking at a couple of people in the third round uh with that first pick and Red messaged me and he was like you know I'm in Col- Colorado with him he's building a good player he's just getting passed up I don't understand. And a lot of people, I think maybe because he's Latvian and he's quiet, um a lot of people overlooked him um but I'm glad as hell to grab him at that pick that we have, like you said, he's got the eighth best t p e right now, and he's just continuing to build it so um getting him, I think he might be he might be one of the first ones to come up. He might come up next year, just depending on. On uh, what we do as far as with our lines go, because right now we actually have more centers than wingers um as far as with our roster, and so I'm playing a couple centers on wing, and i I just i feel like I like having wingers play wing centers play center defensemen play defense, and so um I don't like putting a center on wing if i if I can't help it, but Um, so I like having depth at wing. And so me being, having my guy, a possibility of can play depth and won't get upset about lack of ice time because I'm controlling it. Who's I'm, who's going to get mad at, (laughs) who am I going to get mad at? And so, um, you know, I can put winter up with Jones. I can put, you know, in the future, I can put all these good wingers and, I have that flexibility. Um, I think as far as having too many good wingers is a good problem to have as far as not having enough good wingers. So um, in the future, I don't really have a a spot yet where I'm going to put them Um, as, but like, I'm just going to roll with the punches and see what we can do. And like I said, I can always throw myself in a depth role to where, you know, we have, four top wingers and then we have me on the third line and i could at the time could have a thousand tpe you know whatnot and a little bit of flexibility there so i think having too many good wingers is better than not enough so i think just having that flexibility with them is uh good enough for me we'll figure it out when that time comes um and then i did i Speaking about our draft, getting Radson, um, a lot of people have been, a lot of GMs have asked me about him in trades. And so I'm like, you know, maybe I grabbed it. Uh, I'm glad I grabbed him because he's getting sought after by some uh, GMs, but I'm really happy with him. So I don't think he's going to get moved for a while <laughs> or ever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking like you can't really predict what's going to happen in a couple months. So you want to get as many good people as you want exactly <laughs> yeah I have and just of
1: knowing if someone <laughs> drops out
2: <laughs> yeah and just looking your average tpe of this draft is 412 which is pretty great with three of the four people drafted with over 400 tpe so far and there's only like i think 17 people over 400 tpe so that's pretty good
1: yeah i I, I i it's pretty interesting because i came into the draft um Botas has been really kind of running our draft for the past couple of seasons. And uh, this one, he didn't have his laptop. His laptop was broken. So he has been kind of uh, lacking on a little activity lately. And so he wasn't ready at all for the draft. And I was like, you know what, I'll take over. And I was like, I'll just take this draft. And I knew I was aiming for red at our pick, hoping that he would be there. But I had some backups if I didn't get him. And uh, in the, the second pick with Radson was kind of a who is available at that pick and not having a that uh, third round pick like was kind of uh, a difficult problem trying to acquire one. So I was like, you know, I'll just take Radson now and just hope for the best. And really getting Kozlowska was, was more of a luck. lock of him falling um than good drafting yeah uh, I, can't, I, I can't take get too too great of credit for that because i mean he was just like a lot of people just didn't see him and so i was like i grabbing him i was like he's got a lot of tp i i can't get past that so i had to get him and then getting me i'm just pretty happy with who we got and hopefully they can just continue building and just doing what they've been doing so
2: yeah, looking at Radson, I can tell you why people, why GMs are um, asking for him he, right now. Since Kiko retired/slash gave up, he's the fourth best defenseman from this draft, besides Tig, Kirk, Kirkby, and Egger. He's the fourth best.
1: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> actually pretty shocking. But I'm, you know, like I said, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I. I didn't think I would get him in a third round, mainly because I couldn't get a third round pick, and I was like, you know, it's going to be tough to get him. And so I'm pretty happy to hear that, though. I, I didn't even know about that. So yeah, oh, yeah.
2: right now I I don't know with this latest update, but he's at a really good pace. He's not like the best, like he's not like Tig Murphy with 442. Oh yeah, but he's he does it solidly. And yeah. looking at who got drafted after. Uh, Radson wouldn't be there in the third round, probably.
1: Yeah, that's why I I, I was like, I'll just take him, and I've had good luck with people uh, second round draft picks, a uh, defenseman. Like I took Leach, I didn't I didn't talk to Leach at all before the draft at all, and then I took him in the second round, and now we know who Leach is. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty yeah. interesting. So there's a lot of times I, I'll draft it prospect and they're like, I didn't even know you were looking at us. And I, I was like, yeah, I've been watching you the whole year.
0: <laughs> nice. So yeah, I mean there's also stuff you want to talk about with your new guy and graphics. I don't know if we want to look if you had some uh, more GM questions.
2: Uh I don't think I have any.
0: I don't oh, because there's one we listed here. Sorry, I missed one that we had. Yeah, yeah. It was, um yeah so different teams have different philosophies on going all in at different times on yeah. And how they spend future assets. What's your philosophy on keeping draft picks and when do you like to trade them away?
1: Um, it just depends. Uh, I have been open to draft trading draft picks. Um, usually the seconds and the thirds, I will freely trade. Um, I feel like no matter what it's, Obviously with some Reddit drafts, it's a little tougher, but I feel like seconds and thirds, they're so much easier to get. Um, especially some random drafts, you know, not a Reddit draft, but like you can get a second and replace that second if you need to. Um firsts are a little harder to trade, but you know, it just I have to weigh immediate help compared to possible help. You know, I could put I could use that first round pick and draft a quick. Or I could trade it that first round pick at the highest value it has right now and get, you know, an established player to help my team now. So, like, if I really had to get a player like Toivo and if I had to trade the first my first round pick, I probably would because I really need that immediate help on defense. And as much as I love the people that are in this draft, no one's going to help me get that cup in S44. So Mm -hmm. I sometimes I weigh that. um, But uh, first-round picks are a little harder to get rid of. Seconds and thirds, I feel like they're easier to replace. So I'm a little free and loose to trading them. I don't even think we have a second for the next two drafts or three drafts. So... I just feel like I can replace them a lot easier, so I'm open to dra- trading draft picks, but firsts are a little bit harder to. I covet them more.
2: Yeah, and I guess from that because we also missed one more. If knowing what you know now about the players from season forty-three, name like one person who you would draft now.
1: Uh, jeez, let me quick pick up, uh, pull up that draft. That's S43... forty-three. Um if I let's say if Red wasn't there at the uh number 7 pick I probably my next pick after that uh setup was going to be Alex Winters. Oh, um,
2: that's if, a great pick. Yeah, if
1: if if Philip Winters was there I was I pretty much told everyone in the uh LAP Discord in number 1 uh in our first uh, first round pick if we don't – Winter's coming no matter what. It was either Philip <laughs> Winter or yeah. Alex Winters. Um, he was my backup, mainly because I just felt – I talked to Alex Winters um, on Discord. I thought we had a good rapport. I just – I, w- I would have taken him if I didn't have Red sitting there in my face. So, I would have taken yeah. him. Um, if somehow Redson didn't get drafted at the pick, um, I would probably would have taken Nicholas Williams or um, uh, what, um, uh, Hex, my little yeah. hex. Uh, I've had good. I, I've had a good history with Hex, and I actually drafted him in the second round the first time when he was a first gen. Um, randomly too, he was one of those guys that didn't know I was even looking at him, and so um, I've had a good history with him. He was a pretty good pick. For the rage there, and then if Keslaskas wasn't there, I probably would have taken Beatty. I think I I was looking at him, who went second right after that. So, um, if I could have had anyone though, like that was drafted before winter, obviously you guys would have been on my radar. That um, I knew. You, King, that we're, you're going to go number one. So I didn't ever expect to get you. But uh, if you, Luke, dropped somehow, didn't go number three, or um, Kez, Kez going. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ahead. Yeah. It's actually a funny story with the order Red, of picks there. Oh, yeah. So go ahead.
1: If somehow Red went ahead and took one of those spots and one of those, you know, either number three or number five, and those picks dropped to me, I would have taken them over at that spot if uh even if winters was there i think that was the two pe- those were luke and tez were the two guys if they dropped i would have taken them over alex winters
0: but yeah yeah it's actually funny with the order of the picks there so on the during the draft uh grape tweed um, uh, myself and beaver were in uh on voice chat and Grape's mm-hmm. like, what if I switch the order of picks one and three? I take Luke first and take you third just to mess with everyone's mock. And we are like <laughs> super close to doing that until we realized it would screw all of our own mocks too and it was too late to change them. So we're like, oh, that would cost all of us TTP. TP. Is it worth it to screw everybody? Nah. And so yeah. almost flipped the order just to mess with people. And the only reason we didn't was because it was too late to like fix our own mock drafts to switch the order
1: if i if uh i it would be i i if I was Manhattan and I just felt like uh it like really fucking up, I probably would have uh taken one of you guys instead at number two and then really fucked it up
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, then it would have just been chaos after that
1: yeah, after that, i mean especially with that that the deep of that draft, it would just like fuck every pick after that
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah no. it would have been because like the whole like first draft, first round was really a toss-up after, like, the first, I'd say, like, five.
1: Yeah, I would say, actually, after, at six was where the rest of our GMs, when we were talking, I would talk to the other GMs, and I'd be like, what's going on after five? <laughs> like, we are like, I don't know. Um, until Flappy told me, literally, like, an hour before the draft that Bunk was coming back to Winnipeg. I hadn't really made a decision yet, for sure. I was just hoping that Red would be there.
0: Yeah, Luke, Kez, and I were, like, hounding everybody to get our mocks perfect that day. Like, we we did really well, actually, on our mocks. It was crazy. Like, I think we got, like, what, 65 maybe 70% of the picks? Something actually, like that. Yeah, it was, like, wild. That's because we just kept hounding every GM. And the only guy who wouldn't crack was just New England. New England was the only people who wouldn't tell us at least... Like, some GM said, you know, we don't know who's going to be there at 20, but, like, this is our top choice. I'm like, yeah. okay, good to know. And, like, based on that, we could deduce where the picks were going to go. Thank God New England didn't take anybody that anyone else was looking at. Uh, so,
2: Oh, it, with it, um Lettner?
0: Yeah, Lettner and then Egger. And he yeah. just, yeah. like, out of nowhere takes them both. I'm like, okay, I mean, I didn't know what you were going to do, but at least you didn't mess up our mocks. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And Egger then- was the guy that I was looking at uh, at 21 and is- uh because i knew i wanted to get a defenseman at that pace and egger was one of the people i was looking at but then when he went number uh 13 i was like oh shit
0: <laughs> yeah i was yeah. surprised i mean i told teddy because teddy was asking me because he's like should i take pld should i take someone else and like, i love pld but i was like to be honest i think he's the third best defenseman on halifax yeah. like hats mm-hmm. or egger are, are safer bets just because PLD had pretty much ghosted like the week before the draft right before telling me that school is like driving him crazy so I was like okay put two and two together this guy's gone um yeah. but uh, they still went with PLD um I think he thought I was trying to mess with him and I was trying to like psych him out and like trying to get PLD to slide to San Fran or something but I was uh, just like honestly telling him like look dude PLD is not the best bet there go with Egger and Hats if you want another defenseman But I was was actually surprised. I didn't think anyone was going to actually know Edgar and Hats were that good. Like I thought it was a pretty well-kept secret.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't really know too much. I thought he was a good second-round pick. I didn't know he was going to jump up to the first. And uh, I'm actually really glad that PLD went way before me because I was actually looking at him as far as it with that pick in the second round. And
0: um, Hmm.
1: I was like, uh, and then he went. And I was like, okay, I don't have to make that decision. So, yes. And then but thankfully, I didn't have to, and he didn't go inactive on me. So
2: yeah, I mean, just going back to Alex Winters, if you picked him at what was it seven? Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. been that would that would blow his brain because like up until the draft, he thought he was like a late second round pick. But I've been telling him that he's a first round pick, mainly because of his activity and just how yeah. well liked he is.
0: If, if yeah,
1: somehow he was at twenty one and I was still going for a defenseman, I would have taken him no hands down. I mean that would have I would have ran to the you know, the fake podium and called out his <laughs> name. Yeah, cool. no, he's a great player.
0: That's like yeah. Kimmy. Like Kimmy on the day of the draft, he's telling me he's like, hey, maybe I'll be there at the late second and I'll be in fans <laughs> with you. I'm like, dude, you're gonna be gone. If you're not gone in the first round, GMs will regret it. And what happened? He was gone three picks into the second round, and GMs have to be kicking themselves. He's earned the second most amount of TP since the draft. Like tired with a few people, but still the second yeah. most since the draft. So he's he's been killing it. I don't know how he wasn't like I, I, I had thought I was confused why he wasn't a top ten pick going into the draft. I'm like he's always on Discord. He's literally done every PT thing that anyone else has, and his bank mm-hmm. is okay. Like I mean, yeah. people thought it was like a joke account because his name is like good old Kimmy, and like maybe he's like wasn't taking it seriously. I don't know, but
1: the, his avatar with uh, the king, uh, the avatar really kind of threw me off at at first because I was just like it seemed like a joke account. But I mean, I, I, I looked at him, I mean, I scouted pretty much mostly everyone in the draft, but um, I looked at him and I thought he was going to go higher. So I didn't actually really put too much of a um, seriousness into drafting him mainly because I thought he was actually a top six, you know, he would have been a top six pick if it wasn't such a deep ass draft. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people I would, like I said, I, I would have taken winter uh Alex winter's top seven in a the one of these this di- the deepest drafts we've had in a while, so uh that should show how good I actually you know thought of him and uh so hopefully if he hears this <laughs> he could have been a panther
0: <laughs> yeah but it must suck to be like luckily Dank had like such like drafted really well later on. Uh, And I think Texas still overall had a good draft. But having the ninth overall pick in a draft this deep and using it on a guy who's gone three weeks later must just suck so bad, especially after that guy, like, begged you to take him. Like, I don't you know, true, but Kiko practically begged his way onto Texas and then just, like, peaced out.
1: Basically, from the beginning, was like, I want to go to this team, and then he fucking just
0: goes... Yeah. Maybe it's, like, somebody it it. who hates Dank and, like, messing with him. Like, just made him waste a pick and left. It's, like, some guy's multi on here who hates Dank. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's weird to
1: say. There's, um, I think it's the S20 draft or... It's one of those really deep drafts. I had, like, four picks in the first round and, like, I think I've missed on every pick. <laughs>
0: that's right, That's right. Um
1: like it it was one that and I, I I'm not gonna blame uh Botas because I still made the draft picks, but it was like we worked together, and I had like four first round picks in the first nine pi- first nine picks, and they were like every pick was awful uh yeah s twenty six three picks in the first round, and every one of them except for it was pretty much a
0: bust. Yeah I mean, that's like
1: turned out to be no one's
0: That's like when you look back at like the NHL draft like 2003 draft that's just like loaded, the yeah. one with like Flurry Stahl, Horton, Weber, Bergeron, Suter, Carter, et cetera, et cetera. Getz, Laff, Perry, whatever. And then you look yeah. at like some teams with like top Like New York had like I think it was a top 10 pick, and they used it on Hugh Jessiman. Nothing. Yeah. And like you're just like, man, what could have been if only like if there's one draft you could come back to from the future and redo? And so, but... yeah, actually, a
2: couple of people in the check locker room was talking about that, because like, um, that was a draft that Elliot got picked second to last ever, like, in, like he, yeah, I think it was like two fourteen or something like that, and he made a career mm-hmm. out of it. And we were just talking right. about like how many late d- round draftees just really stuck it out.
1: Well, yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty funny about that that. That really big NHL draft is because I was watching that. I used well, as a kid. I always like every day the draft that was on. I was watching it. I videotaped it. I rewatch it all the time, and because I the draft was always my favorite thing as a kid. And uh, when among all those players, the Minnesota Wild, my favorite team, drafted Brent Burns, and I was like, "Who the fuck is Brent Burns?" <laughs> I was like all these good-ass players that you picked Brent Burns? And I was like, oh, what a terrible draft pick. And then
0: he actually is really good. That's awesome. I love when that happens. <laughs> yeah, that draft was funny because I think that one has Tobias Enstrom and Dustin Bufflin. That was one that like both those guys went like super late. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just crazy how many... like Pavelski was in that draft. I'm just finally pulling you up now. Yeah, Pavelski was in that. It was just a stupid draft. Hopefully, S43 is the will eventually be the SHL equivalent of the 2003 draft.
2: I hope so.
1: We've had a lot of them, but that S43 was pretty damn good. I I, am at, I remember that draft. It's just like during the draft, it was like I'm trying to throw out second-round picks for you know a late third, and I, and people are like, no. And I'm like, uh, how about a late first? And they're like, no, not for a third. It was like, oh, Jesus. It was, uh, S-43 was definitely a draft
0: where you wanted to keep every pick. And you yeah. should have. Yeah. So as far as we're getting close to an hour, and we haven't even touched on graphics. And <laughs> we can't not talk about graphics with you because if I don't talk to you about graphics, I don't know if I'll have anyone on the show to talk about with graphics. <laughs> if I don't talk to you about it, who are we going to talk to about it? So w- we got to know. Like we, when you see SIGs on SHL, there's like, okay SIGs, there's good SIGs, and then there's your SIGs. And yours just stand out as a class on, on their own. So like, how how did you get to this level? Is this like your job? Are you like a graphic designer in real life? Like did you, how long have you been on Photoshop? Like how did you become this graphics guru? Uh,
1: Well, I appreciate that, thank you. Um... You know, it's actually really interesting as far as graphics go. Um, Since I was a little kid, I would draw logos and jerseys. I have, like, my whole – like, pretty much my elementary, middle school and early high school and pretty much most of college too is, like, my notebooks are just doodles of hockey jerseys and logos and shit. And um, I used to have a fake hockey league that I put together – uh, it was like 256 teams in the league and I drew a logo <laughs> wow. and a jersey and logo for every team that's All wow that's and wild I still have the notebook too it's like I it's one of my old possessions of my childhood that I keep really nice and uh, it's just I've always been interested in graphic design but um, when I was starting high school and college, my dad was like, Oh, you should do graphic design. You're really good at it. I was like, all right. And so I went into college and I was like my first year of college. And I was just like, this sucks. Um, so I never did it. I never did graphic design or anything like that. As far as, uh, as a job goes, um, I just do it for fun. And, uh, I, I haven't really done Photoshop that, that long, actually. Um, I've only maybe done, uh, I'll look up my first sig whenever I made it, but, um, I actually resisted Photoshop for the longest time. Um, people on the VHL and SHL always told me that I should do Photoshop and I was like, ah, no, I hate it. And I actually did hate it. I just, for some reason I hated doing Photoshop and, uh, I always did Illustrator. That Mm. was all I knew. And uh, finally, one day, I think it was Kendrick, um, uh, through the VHL, was just like, go ahead and try it. Just try it. So I was like, okay. So I tried it, and my first SIG, I think, let me look back. It was October, uh, no, August 3rd, 2014 is when I made my third SIG ever
0: um
1: and so I just started doing it and doing sigs and at first I thought my sigs were pretty brutal compared to everyone else's um and so there's like a certain point you can tell where I just like changed up my style and I just like it was like night and day it was like good awesome and Mm -hmm. so it was just like I don't know what changed in that time but I started really looking at a lot of other art pieces not just sigs i tried not to do just sigs and um, take other art pieces and emulate them into the sig as far as like ideas go i had an idea where i really wanted to make a sig where it looked like every level of it was like a mirror so you could see like the render and the reflection of the mirrors stuff it never worked out but like i always try to stretch myself as far as graphics Mm. go Lately, I think I've been falling into an easy, um, almost kind of for me like a paint by numbers. Do this, and eventually it'll look good. Um, Sometimes I try to push myself lately with the uh, NSFL. um, I've been trying to do football sigs, so they're a little bit different. Um, But you know, it's interesting. I just have I haven't been doing sigs too long uh four years now and i just passed over my fifth 500th sig oh wow uh, that's that's very that's a lot very cool it's a lot uh i save all my sigs my all my hockey sigs as uh you know like this is 500 and first sig uh i don't save them as the player or anything like that because I will usually change the text for other people if they need them in a different league. So I always save them as the number of the SIGs so I can always count how many SIGs I've done. Um, But, uh, you know, it's just, it's not my job. I do security at night. And so um, I have a lot of time to do SIGs, I would imagine. Like some nights I can do three or four. Oh well. um, but then some nights I'm just sitting there watching Netflix, and I never do a sig for like three weeks. I could just not do a sig, but um, it's really all the inspiration is when if i' not motivated to do a sig, then my sigs are not gonna be good, and I never put out an ugly sig
0: <laughs> I don't want
1: to <laughs> I think my worst sig that I put out lately was this uh was a sig i made for the dude and i you know I, I i'll say i don't really like it but it's mainly cuz i was trying to stretch myself a little bit um it's probably my ugliest sig in the past like year and a half
2: yeah because i was looking at like your posts trying to find your past players and all it is, is just sig or uh, graphics
1: yeah <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much all I where i make my money now is the graphics yeah.
2: I mean, you have won the highest bank accounts in the league.
0: Yeah. Mainly
1: because I, for a long time with um, Herzog, with my player Herzog, I wasn't updating because I like to get to a certain build and then stay there. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, I wasn't even spending money on equipment or uh, even training sometimes. So like, I would bank the TPE, but I would never apply it. So some, I built up a big bank account because uh for a while there I wasn't even buying equipment or anything like that. So that saves a lot of money. But yeah, graphics really helped build up uh, a good bank account. I think there was one time, there was a backlog and 701 graded it all the backlog, and I he gave me like a thirty-six million dollar payout. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when I went through, I had a, it was like a month backlog that I cleared when I first joined as as Graphics Head. I think you had like, maybe, I think you only had like two or three on there, but you still made bank. Like I was like, damn, like just depositing that cash. I was like, wow. Yeah, i mean it's <laughs> it's nice to have that as a player like when your gm does that it's you know i i think i told you this but i don't think it was on the podcast that like when i have friends like I, i've been really trying to sell my friends on shl and so one mm-hmm. thing that people love is like graphics they love that we have these original teams original designs and i'm always like scrolling through and i'm like oh let me just pick a random team to show you i guess the panthers because your guys jersey is so nice and so i always pretend it's random but it's it's pre-selected like it's xena Claw like everyone I've tried to like recruit, I, I show them that. i are like, "Oh, that looks so sick!" And like when, in San Fran, when we we're trying to think of a new color scheme, like, okay, we need mm-hmm. to be something that really stands out and is like iconic, like the LA colors. Like that, when you see teal and orange, immediately you know what team that is. If you see red and black, is it Manhattan? Is it Calgary? You don't know. But we're like, okay, what's like a color scheme that as soon as you see it, you know exactly what SHL team it is, like the Panthers have. So um, you've been a, a trailblazer in the graphics community for the SHL. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think that was my main goal was with the Panthers rebrand was it's something like that to where um, I, I picked the Sharks colors mainly as because uh, my wife uh, is a huge Sharks fan. She's from San Jose. So um, she brought that she brought that in and I wanted to kind of tie it in with my life. And so I was like, you know what? No team uses this color scheme. Um, I thought it was perfect for Los Angeles. And so I was just like, you know, why aren't anyone using this? And I wasn't going to use the wild because the Chiefs use it. And so I was like, I I should go with this. And it's stuck around for long enough. But I, yeah, that's, that's what you just told me is, pretty much the goal i had so i'm glad to hear that the goal actually works out i <laughs>
0: know yeah, it was it was great it's actually funny the color schemes. it just that you mentioned it now that la has san jose's colors and in san fran we have like the typical la colors of like gold and purple yeah and it's uh we sort of actually i don't know california geography that well san jose is closer to to san fran than to la right or no
1: oh yeah san jose is about like well, not California traffic. Normal traffic, it's about a 30-minute drive. Like, normal uh, California Bay Area traffic, it's about an hour and a half drive. Um, okay. But, yeah, and then from L.A. to San Jose is uh, three hours, three and a half hours.
0: Okay, yeah. It's sort of funny. We sort of swapped color schemes for the SHL.
1: Yeah, and what's funny is the uh, the Panthers used to use A purple and like a yellow and uh but we the main color was black and so it's just like black and purple just you could never see the purple it was too dark and so that's when i switched over to this color scheme and we've kept it since but uh, it was like we for a short time there excuse me the colors were purple uh like a bright yellow and black So it's pretty interesting that it's come full circle that you guys use purple Uh, and gold now.
0: Yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Well, thanks for doing this. It's been over an hour. And so... (laughs) as always we yeah. we never we never stay with him we always go over but yeah thanks for doing this it was you're definitely a guest that we've been looking forward to having on the show for a bit now so i've
1: been i was looking forward to doing this i thought i have never done a podcast with other people from the league so it was pretty interesting i mean i did a podcast with deaner but we were uh in the same room like cuz okay. i used to play i played uh, adult league hockey with him so and we're good friends outside and in real life. So, it was the first time I've done a podcast over the internet. <laughs> <And that's
2: it. laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. we're happy to have you. Uh, you're a great person. And hopefully, we'll be a good player. I don't know. And hopefully, hope. the Whalers will win this, this I, season.
1: Going on that the quick question, I did see that they asked about the four-star cup. That's the one thing I've never uh, one of the only things I haven't won in this league was ever a four star cup. So oh, wow. short, sh- such a short window to win one, um, especially as a GM player that you usually call up your player earlier than others. So um, I really hope we win this one, mainly because I'll probably it will be a long time until I'm back in the junior. So I really hope we win this year. <laughs>
2: Are you calling yourself? I'm guessing you're calling yourself up.
1: Um. No, I think I'm gonna be back next year. One okay. More season, because we'll cause... still have
2: we'll we we'll still have a good chance to win next season as well. But hopefully yeah. that doesn't have to happen because I really want to win this season.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope if we win this one, then I don't have to have so much pressure next year. But if same. up back and back to back would be great. But I'll just get the first one and I'll take yeah. that for because
2: especially now. since with uh, Adam stepping down and a new GM, hopefully. If yeah. things go well, something will happen that I will be happy about.
1: I think so. I, I, Vancouver's always had a pretty good uh, GM group that I've noticed. So hopefully, I, I think I know that uh, Glick should be uh, a front runner, in my opinion, for the next head. Job. Yeah, me too. So,
0: yeah, Glick, but I I, I don't know who's going to be the co. But whoever it is, I'm sure is going to suck. Yeah,
2: totally. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably
0: some bust, some like overhyped prospect who's yeah, like I'm... just getting ready to leave, ready that to go inactive.
1: Another uh, quick, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another quick, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: We but... we don't even <laughs> mutter the name Quick in LAP. That's like, <laughs> that's like a shun name. If you hear Quick uh, K- McLeod, you're like,
2: shun. I'll recreate. <laughs> I'll recreate as a quick and be drafted to LAP. Then just that'd to... be
0: hilarious. <laughs>
1: I I'll yeah. maybe have to make that make that draft pick just because uh, to change history
0: yeah. I, was, I was wanting to get one of my friends that when they joined to like make their name like gore lab something just <laughs> but I'm like you know what it's not worth the drama it's just not it could be so funny but they would be so confused and it's just not be worth the headache I,
1: yeah I agree there's a lot of history with that name I, I think it uh, there's a couple names I wouldn't ever use. It's Gorlab, probably uh, Bill, which is a long story that not for this time. And I probably wouldn't use Nando. I think that's the okay.
0: other one. <laughs> my, my next guy will be Nando Bill Gorlab.
1: There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. he'll yeah. still go number one. Yeah, <laughs> And then
2: I think like 30 minutes ago, the same happened. So we're facing um, St. Louis.
0: St. nice it
2: yeah so gonna this go. is going to be a very interesting uh series
1: yeah it sounds like it uh, we'll kick their ass i'm uh, i'm now a hundred percent focused on juniors so uh because yeah. we just lost this morning but uh it's yeah happened. i think
2: i'll be doing test sims after the first game just to see where we're at i know that st louis is the uh best team after us so yeah We'll just I'm kick ex- their ass, you know? I'm
1: expecting zeros for Max, and uh <sighs> hopefully we can you guys can carry his dead ass to the cup, so I hope
2: <laughs> so. I mean the first I mean the two sims that I wasn't an enforcer, I got two points, so ho- hopefully I'll pass max a, a score <laughs> or a goal
1: you prob- you probably will and you probably could have done that as an enforcer as well <laughs>
2: I was getting ten hits or I was getting like five hits a game.
1: Like I said in the Discord, I could have Leitner's build and I wouldn't be sho- <laughs> shocked by my output because it's yeah. like, oh, he sucks with my build. If he was a goalie, he'd still be sucky. So, you know, I, mean. <laughs> uh,
2: I think it's pretty cool that, uh, BD, you and me are on the same line.
1: Yeah, I like that, especially since, uh, we'll probably be that same line next year too in the first line. So, uh, it's yeah, like hopefully the chemistry will hold over and we can actually have a good line because you guys you can it, it you know you're more of a goal scorer and i'm actually a good physical presence on that line so it doesn't yeah. work out it's just my my stats don't show up in the uh in the offensive like i would like but yeah. you're I mean, number one in my heart <laughs> i'll take that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so okay well sure. Yeah. Thank you for thanks, having James. me, though. I was uh, very excited to be on, and uh, I'm pretty excited to hear this. Probably going to see hear my awful voice, but uh, pretty excited to have, be on here. So thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, no, 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 you can barely tell how stoned you are, so no problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, it's worn off now. I got to go re-up before I uh, go back out into the real world.
0: Nice. Enjoy.
2: All right. I think that that's the end. So, it, sounds good. Can you you do this every time?
0: Oh, is it me? I thought you no, have
2: the I.